welcome to Dice Over Everything. This is uh, Take a Billion. Yep. This is Alan. This is Brandon. And today we want to talk about uh, the miniatures gaming hobby and why we everyone calls it a hobby and not something else. Yeah, like lots of things get called hobbies, but I mean, miniatures is kind of a game, but also you get to call it a hobby. To... And, and it's almost, you can't even classify it. You're not summing up miniatures gaming if you call it a game. You have to add the hobby because it's not just gaming, at least for a large portion of the people that play it. No, like when people think of games, they'll think of like playing ping pong, they'll think of playing board games, they'll think of playing like card games. Or like first-person shooters. Yep, but they, they don't think of painting and building toy soldiers. Yes, and that is so, in my opinion, so critical to the hobby and what makes it great and different. Mm-hmm. So I guess the the hobby part maybe has something to do with like how much you're expressing yourself or how much sort of your ideas are part of the game you're playing as opposed to yeah, yeah. and I think it's it's not just expressing yourself or well it's, it doesn't even have to be expressing yourself mm-hmm. it's the entire idea of building something creating something so you could go and want to play like the blood angels and you get the codex and you look at the pictures and you paint them like blood angels and it's still a hobby because you've gone exactly and you're assembling things that other people have come up with Mm -hmm. and just putting it together but it's that idea of creation that makes this thing so much more different than even the board gaming hobby which we were just talking about how uh Brandon doesn't consider board gaming a hobby, but obviously board gamers consider a lot of serious board gamers consider it a hobby. Yep. So I guess there's the, an entire other topic about what's art at some point and then what's doing a hobby, because I guess the art aspect is you come up with the whole thing from scratch, whereas it being a hobby is so you're kind of working within the framework if they're already being sort of the models there, the the pre-done way of doing things and you're kind of following in the set path that's already there for you but that's a whole other topic of when you've gone into the art world and we're definitely not i wouldn't i wouldn't say i'm in the art world (laughs) you're not an artiste no not yet wait wait until you can sell some of your thing actually if you create your entire miniatures line yourself and then paint it yourself you're Mm -hmm. an artist yep there's no i would not question that so yeah so the hobby thing is like (laughs) Yeah, I guess there's there's some some consumption in mm-hmm. that. You're taking someone else's stuff and you're you're still creating something, although you're you're paying money usually for the uh, privilege of being able to create something. But mm-hmm. the enjoyment you get out of it partially is putting something together, right? Yeah, so I guess why I would say like maybe the board games aren't totally hobbyish because if you're taking the minis hobby, you're building your army beforehand, like you're making a list beforehand of what you think is going to be good in the game. You're going beforehand of painting and assembling this whole thing, whereas in a board game, you show up, things are already preset for you. You haven't done mm-hmm. anything. Yep. Like, I mean, there's a creative aspect to what you're doing in the game right there and then, mm-hmm. but to enter into the game, you haven't done like the whole work behind it of the hobby aspect. So that's why I would say it's more just a game. You could say it's more game-like and less hobby-like than... <laughs> real hobbies like miniature gaming mm-hmm. which is yeah. why I guess you've got X-Wing out there and I don't think they sell it as a miniatures game I think no they do they it's do? called X-Wing miniatures game okay but you I would... don't have the your your finger on the pulse of the miniatures gaming slash board gaming hobby no I don't because <laughs> I just sit in my basement painting all day <laughs> which is what makes the thing so great so so I guess we talked a lot about 
um, just hobbies and, and classifications in general. But what we really want to talk about is um, what makes miniatures gaming, the, the hobby part, why we like it so much more than all of these other things that technically you could say are hobbies and uh, and there are things you can, as in hobbies, as in something you do on your free time for fun, right? Yep. Um, but why miniatures game the miniatures gaming hobby is so special and so dear to our hearts and is like in some ways taken over our lives mm -hmm. well, I guess the fact that you get to create the game yourself you know you can do it with other people so you get to get out of the basement mm -hmm. so you get to like play a game with other people but you're not playing somebody else's game and it's not so repetitive because if you play a board game it's the same thing over and over you go play ping pong the ball just keeps going back and forth I mean you can get better at it but it's not mm -hmm. your game, and it's not, like... But in the same ways, when you look at most miniatures games, in terms of the rules, you're mm -hmm. using someone else's rules, right? Yep. And in some ways, I think that's more talking about the expansion of the kind of games that we play, is that we generally don't get... Well, a lot of the miniatures games, um, they continually expand so you can feel like you're constantly experiencing something new and different mm -hmm. but I think that's actually part of the gaming aspect yeah I think that a lot of other games have that that kind of feeling right like you look at oh like video games and that where they'll come yeah, up with, exactly. they'll come up with expansion, a Madden 2042 like, or whatever they come up with <laughs> yes exactly uh, with and you're doing something new what I assume is the, the new sports players is that what you call them Sure. The, the guys that throw balls and kicks the, kick them and stuff? Yes, the sports ball. I don't even remember. You can call them players, right? Sure. I don't even remember how, what you call them. They're, oh, my God. They're, they're hired thugs for your city. <laughs> <laughs> I would call them mercenaries. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, yeah, so you have that or, or something, even like, like Magic the Gathering. Um, Where you create the deck, but you're not really creating the cards themselves. Yeah, so it's, it's expanding, it's just expanding out there, right? And that's just keeps it fresh. And you can have the same thing with, with board games. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I think one of the big things with the hobby aspect that you can't get from these other games is literally the assembling of the miniatures and painting them and seeing those put on the table. Mm -hmm. And especially when you start playing um, miniatures games where you even do the board. Like you build terrain and you do all this kind of stuff. So you've created a whole world as opposed exactly. to exactly, and so it's 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 almost not even the rules that you're using. It's actually the the things that you're looking at, right? The toy soldiers that you just assembled and painted, right? That it's the look, it's the veneer over everything that makes it more creative, makes it feel more like a hobby, right? Mm -hmm. And and just seeing the stuff that you've created put on the table is great. Like if you look at the other side, um, you can do miniature the miniatures hobby, right? As opposed to the miniatures gaming hobby, you can literally assemble miniatures and paint them. And they never compete and they against never each other. see yeah they never compete against each other. And that is one aspect, right? That's one hobby, right? Yep. That's definitely a hobby, right? Mm -hmm. But what makes a miniatures gaming hobby different than that? It's that you get to instead of being a solitary hobby like you're talking about mm -hmm. right you, you get to get her, uh, like get together with your your buddies yep and put all of the things like it's almost like a show and tell for 
for adults where you don't feel stupid just for doing show and tell. Although, although you don't you go do like a show and tell for adults for miniatures for the miniatures hobby? Yeah, and they usually aren't competing. Well, the miniatures <laughs> aren't battling each other. They're just it's all about the expression. So it's yeah, it's more like every other hobby. It's not a gaming hobby anymore. Ah, it's like. If you're building woodworking or something like that, right? Where you show up and you show off your, your latest chip. These are totally things I'm talking about in my ass because mm-hmm. I have no idea what you do if you go to a group. I, no, you must. You must just like show up with whatever you're work, woodworking. Do they do they make chairs? Is that woodworking? Sure, unless you work in a factory. I in always which talk. Case. Well, mm-hmm. okay. So I always thought woodworking is, would would be cool. Because you get to make your chair and your table, and mm-hmm. I always had this idea of having like a super expensive table with really really nice wood, and then I realized uh, that would take years and years of experience to create a good one. So now I'm just resigned to buying a nice one from someone who's actually good at it. Mm-hmm. But that yeah. or or it came from a factory and they just told you it did. Just like nope. Just like X-wing. Maybe they were painted by pe- little people somewhere, or they or it was from a factory. I honestly don't want one that's created from a factory mm-hmm. unless the factory cuts down like a redwood and it just has a big big block of really nice wood mm-hmm. okay so maybe if it was super nice okay. but I would feel a little bit worse if it wasn't handcrafted by a bunch of people that are older than 12 mm-hmm. well you can't afford that so that's unfortunate <laughs> <laughs> yet we'll just keep going to you Ikea. know what I don't need a car I can buy a new super nice table. That's mm-hmm. that's actually my plan. Okay. But then you do need a car for the miniatures. No, nope. I would get a rented car, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or I could just introduce like bring people over to play at my place with my super nice table. Mm-hmm. Well, you do create super nice miniatures tables, so I guess that's in the same realm. Anyhow, do we have more to say about the hobby part or oh. is that no, we so as far as we're going with it. Oh no! Now we can't even stop the recording. Or maybe we did we've stop been, the recording. We've been locked out. Yeah, I don't understand. Okay, anyways, um, sorry. Say that again. <laughs> I was distracted for a second. Distracted by the super nice table you created for your miniatures, or the super nice table you want to create as a woodworking hobby. No, I was distracted by the fact my computer turned off. But, oh. all right, so. Mm. Should we just leave it? Yeah. Honestly, well, I'm going to cut this big chunk out. Well, it needs an outro of some sort. We're only, we're less than 10 minutes in. I, mm. I don't think we're done talking about hobbies. I am not done. Like, if we were sitting there with uh, Felix, right? Some guy who is not into uh, creative endeavors since he turned 20. Uh, how would we sell him? We wouldn't be just like, oh, that's enough. Like, we, we want to sell this guy. So, Felix is here. So, you want to sell someone who's, yeah. who's not into creating things on what they can do? Well, what makes this hobby so different from, like, let's say, playing video games? Like, it, we have... A lot of friends who their their time spent is like it's like playing video games right mm-hmm. but then sometimes you feel um, like you you want to create something it just feels good to you know assemble those things and feel like at the end having accomplished something 
you're actually making something, so there's more sense of accomplishment than saying exactly. Than say playing a board game where you've just like you've the done. experience is great. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that makes board games better than uh, I don't know a lot of other kind of games or TV is that you're there's generally a, do it with someone. There's an interaction there. Exactly. That you're not getting. You're you actually are creating something. You're creating mm-hmm. a relationship whoever with whoever you're playing, and so it doesn't feel as much of a waste of time. And of course, it's fun at the time as well, right? So I guess assuming you, you're playing a good one. I guess you could compare that to the sitting there watching TV or the video games. That like video games is a step up definitely mm-hmm. from watching TV because now there's some level of interaction. There's now you actually have an input into it. I mean, mm-hmm. sure you're following like the predetermined path often the video game has like there's an optimum thing to do in the video game mm-hmm. but then if you want even more interaction like than the video game like sure you can like voice chat with people on the video game it's but just it, not as much when they're they're not sitting across the table that's why it's so fun to just sit around and drink because mm-hmm. all you're doing is interacting with the people and generally you're talking and doing nothing yep. but it's so enjoyable mm-hmm. so but when you play a video game because you have you've interceded the computer in between the two people, even if you're voice chatting, mm-hmm. uh, the there's a separation. Just, yeah, the interaction is not down. as rich. Mm-hmm. Even when it's kind of rich, it's not. It's, it's often not as rich. Let's say yep. that, that's actually kind of why I stopped playing most of my video games. Um, I felt like you can get all of those interactions uh, better in a lot of different kind of of ways right mm-hmm. so for me it was at first it was board games right so so it means getting away from the computer at one point because you've got people who have like office jobs and stuff like that oh yeah that was definitely that, a thing that going home and playing video games after sitting at the desk like, for, like on the computer yeah, and then going home hours. and sitting at the computer or if you're in school and you've got to do like work yeah, on the computer that was definitely a thing yep if you want to move away from that because yeah because that obviously like but some it, people it's okay for but mm-hmm. say for most people that's not good with yeah so then what I ended up getting left with was what can I what, what can a computer game give me that other things uh, can't give me better mm-hmm. right and it was single player games right something I can do on my own when I have my own free time and stuff like that but at the same time I was like well why would I even want that time yeah, <laughs> right? so why would I want that off time and it's only basically if I want to if I have nothing else I can do I'll fit in a video game but literally if I have one person to hang out with it's generally more fun. It's to generally with better it. than playing the video game the same level. Exactly. Just for even fiftieth time. Exactly for most video games, mm-hmm. right? And that's why the only video games that I'm I'm really actually I kind of like now are the ones that you can sit next to each other on a couch and talk for like half the time, right? Mm-hmm. It has to be really richly interactive. That's why I felt like when I saw the Wii come out, I was like, oh, that's that's kind of lame. Mm-hmm. But when you actually play the Wii and the kind of games that they create for it. They're like social party games. Yeah, almost. they're not yeah. meant to be played competitively online. They're meant just to be played with other people. Yeah, and well, basically meant to be interactive because you're next to each other. Yeah. So, although when I think about the board games that I play, they're not. A lot of them are super thinky or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe it's the illusion of actually interacting with a person through the board game, uh-huh. which you still get when you play a board game. Because <laughs> it's actually literally sitting across from you. You can if you want to. Yeah. And you're telling the person the move, mm-hmm. right, that you're going to do, even though I guess that's good enough. <laughs> it could be. So I guess if you're moving on to, like, a hobby thing, like, board games, you show up, you play, mm-hmm. whereas hobby, you kind of need, like, free time 
to be in a little uh, more to work and, to be and creative. You need like a little bit of excess of free time to be able to like express your creativity. That's the thing for the single player versus uh, the single player video games mm-hmm. versus the hobby aspect of painting and stuff. Right? Is you you can get a lot of that. Well, you you can fill time basically when you're alone doing like with nothing else to do yep. with painting miniatures or assembling miniatures, right? That's something you can do on solitary when you get home and do whatever, right? And once you get to a certain like when you start out, it can seem a little bit complex, but once you've got a little bit of skill, it becomes it's actually kind of relaxing. It becomes more relaxing because you yeah. you fall into the groove of doing it exactly. Mm-hmm. And unla- and and here's the rub for me that kind of solidified that kind of hobby is. Um, uh, another thing that often people will do is watch TV, right? Or watch a movie or something like that. Mm-hmm. I now watch or listen to something while I'm assembling or painting, right? Yep. And my solitary thing. So I get, literally get to do both, right? And of course you're not paying as much attention when you're assembling, right? But even if you only like to, even if you get 70% of the enjoyment out of watching it, watching something, uh, concentrating on it at 100%, mm-hmm. you get this whole extra happiness of assembling the model and, or painting a model, right? And being able to listen to something yeah, entertaining or watch exactly. something so entertaining. You're almost doubling up. So you, don't, mm-hmm. you only get, like, so let's say you get 30% less enjoyment out of the thing you listen to or watch. You can't watch the best well, movies. You, can't, the most... you don't watch them because you can't see that. You've mm-hmm. got to look at what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. So you get 30% less enjoyment or even 50%. But you gain this entire enjoyment of assembling and painting. So you're like at 120 or 130% already, mm-hmm. even if like the assembling model hobbying thing is um, only just as fun or even less fun, you find, by itself than mm-hmm. watching or listening to something. Yeah. That's my mathematical reason of mathematical happiness. formula for maximizing. Formula maximizing happiness, exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I decided, what's the point of just watching TV and, and stuff and I hardly watch any movies now when I'm by myself or, 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 or watching TV right when yes. I have nothing else to do mm-hmm. unless you're feeling completely lazy you don't go to that end of yeah, exactly. complete non-interaction yep so I guess I would say most people want some sort of like outlet for their creativity maybe it's like playing music maybe mm-hmm. it's like doing just pure art yeah or things like that yep so often I guess a lot of people don't have that though because they just run around on the hamster wheel all day but some people have the time to do it and they just yep. and they know they're wasting it watching TV or uh-huh. playing video games or whatever and you're like you don't but you can to. watch TV and do the creativity exactly. with this kind of hobby yes yeah, so you you don't even tell them they're being stolen away from their TV programs you can, yep. like, you can do this as well yep exactly that's, that's one way of and a it. lot of TV especially nowadays mm-hmm. is just you just listen to it like the visuals are not necessarily as important mm-hmm. although sometimes I do miss uh seeing the visuals of TV kind of take me in um, but then I just go watch a movie because obviously right? it's not like I can't watch movies anymore <laughs> so. you can't watch action movies while it's going on I can tell you exactly. that so I do every once in a while watch it but I've cut down a lot of how much like I, I actually watch things mm-hmm. and that's why I don't watch things because I only watch action movies <laughs> and I can't paint what do you listen time. to? just podcasts music Podcast, yeah, music. You, get bored. you can actually really enjoy music while mm-hmm. doing it. If you're really into music, which a large segment of the population is, you can go and turn that on. And you just and do it. You have an excuse groove. to listen just two hours of music at once, yeah. whereas you would never normally do that. Yeah, like when you're doing your dishes, you can't listen to music because 
The dishes are too loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and why. And hopefully, hopefully you don't have to do dishes for two hours. Although, I do have noise-canceling headphones, and it's amazing. Because I literally now, I can't do dishes uh, just by itself. I literally have to go find a good podcast and <laughs> put on my noise-canceling headphones mm-hmm. to do like five minutes of dishes. And then go paint. Okay. Well, I guess that need for stimulation yeah. keeps going up if you keep getting it. So once you once you go to maybe once you go to doing like the actual hobby of like minis, you're like the board games are so mundane compared to what I, I don't can think do. so though. Nope. So we just talked about how it replaces the hobbying aspect, right? Mm-hmm. Now that's by yourself, right? So if I were to compare that to playing board games, of course I'd want to also play board games because I want to engage with my friends, mm-hmm. right? So that's what I mean by like those direct correlations of what we talked about. It's for the... So in some ways, I, I actually am agreeing with you because I'm pretty sure you're talking about this other thing I'm about to say. Which is? Well, why don't you say it and we'll see if I jumped the gun and said... and. What were you going to say? Oh, I think, I think I'm thinking something totally else, so you have to keep going here. All right. So, uh, it's different from... Oh, my God. Hello? All right. So, it's different from just... Um, so, the, so we talked about how you're by yourself, you're playing games, right? Oh, sorry. Okay. No, you're not by yourself. You're by yourself, you're painting your minis. It's great because, you know, sometimes you don't have any time to do anything else, right? You can't get like two hours of, of a block, so you go and paint some minis or something like that, or assemble some guys, okay. right? Comparing to that, obviously you still want to get together with your friends and play games, mm-hmm. right? And that's what's great about board games. And you can't play sports all the time either. And you can't and play sports. Well, some people do, mm-hmm. right? But let's say you're, you, you, let's say you don't like sports, mm-hmm. right? As much, like some people. Um... Yeah, so then you go play board games. Well, there's also miniature games, which is, you know, technically you could say it's a type of board game, right? You're playing it on a board or whatever. But what makes, in my opinion, miniature board games so cool in the miniature board gaming hobby is that you take your miniatures from your miniature hobby, you put them on the table, and play a board game with it. So, like I said, like the formula before I talked about maximizing your your watching TV or listening TV time okay and then if you add on uh, the miniature hobby to your uh, listening time you've now gotten to 150% like maximizing happiness so you've got your maximum sharing of your creativity combined with your maximum getting to interact with other people to play games exactly that's exactly my point so you can go and play your board game you get all the enjoyment of your board game because you know it's a board game but you get to then Put down your miniatures and and look at them, right? And it's beautiful, and you get that sense of accomplishment when you look at them and when it's painted. Mm-hmm. And then you also, once you get a little bit, well, almost everyone, like once you put it down at the table, it it looks sweet. So you get that visual feast for the eyes, right? It does. And oftentimes, if you get really good, now it looks better than any board game that you can buy on the market, right? Because they have to mass produce it, and so it's not going to be able to put. You're not going to have that tender, loving care that two guys that have been miniature hobbying for like ten years have on their armies that they they, they put on the table or their pieces. You would say from a board game. So it's the cooling, coolest looking game. Plus, exactly. you can. Yep. Plus, usually the games are way more in depth than board games. So 
Yep. You can think about it way more with whereas with a board game you sort of think about it to a certain point, then you kind of reach a conclusion and then you don't really need to think about the board game much more. Mm, I think that just depends on what board games you play. Mm-hmm. The maximum thinking in board games oh, is definitely higher. Oh, there's four than hour board games. games. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also there's like usually less super, there's usually super less thinky games. There's super thinky games in board games mm. that definitely people obsess over the thinking aspect way more than any miniature gamer does. But that's why miniature games usually have a randomness element to it to mm-hmm. stop you from just going completely crazy into the overthinking it so you can actually yep. just sit back and enjoy it. Uh, I don't know. That's too much to parse. Okay. I don't I don't think you could say it one way or the other. All right. But I'm saying that but I I think you could say that it it encourages people not to overthink it because you're getting this entire experience like by looking having that visual feast for the eyes when you have like let's say fully modeled terrain that everyone's taking time to, to make put on these miniatures on top um, the experience you get from that is just kind of makes it so you can't fully think about the game in some ways right mm-hmm. and then also the fact that you've assembled these guys and they look awesome and you kind of generally with miniatures games there's the entire fluff aspect where you're creating a guy like to a, be a character. There's like right? a backstory to the whole exactly. army you've created. Exactly. Even if you haven't thought about it fully, just the act of assembling him and or her and painting or it, and, uh, painting it makes you and how you choose to paint it. Like exactly, you you add some sort of feeling of feelings for that thing. That right? even if you paint them in their standard color scheme, you've now given them the feeling of all the background fluff that they've written up, which is often really kind of cool. Yeah. Or you can go paint them differently and But even become... if they don't have background fluff, just mm-hmm. the assemblage, it's, it's like a painting, right? Mm-hmm. Just looking at a painting with all everything that you cut you, you see them, right, with that mm-hmm. adds some character to it. That right? even somebody else looking at it would sort of create a story exactly. in their head for who they are. Exactly, right? And so all of that kind of lends itself to a more experiential um, consumption of the game. Whereas the most thinking games literally are like Go and chess, where they almost intentionally remove the the relation to real life or experiences so that you can concentrate on just the game aspects. Mm -hmm. Even though I... I guess chess and go were supposed to be simulations of some type of thing. <laughs> yeah, if you mathematically can like it's a simulation acquire. of math graphs, right? Mm-hmm. With go, and you're like, okay, so I don't, I don't know, yeah. So, is there a lot more we want to talk about for what makes it a hobby versus sort of versus a game? Uh, or have we sort of covered that already? I think we covered that in the beginning, and then mm-hmm. we talked about why I believe that miniature gaming uh, is the superior form of hobby <laughs> and superior, superior form, form of game. Hobby for uh, maximizing your happiness. Okay. Well, if I'm sure we can convince lots of people about that. Or you could go out there with what we've talked about and try and convince other people about it, but maybe don't use the math part. Maybe just let them. I think the math part is really, really useful. A lot of the guys that are into this thing are super into math. It, it helps when you're doing numbers and dice. So maybe maybe it is the right audience to sell it that way. So on that note, I think we've gone as long as we want to. <laughs> yes, we have. And maybe a little bit further. Uh, but yeah, so that is uh, our, our talk about hopping, and I'm, I'm sure we'll revisit this again uh, another time. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah especially since we had... We, we, 
before this this talk we actually created a graph and talked about experience versus versus creativity versus uh, consumption versus creation and competition so we didn't even talk about competition nope so that can be a future topic so till next time all right this is alan this is brandon and this is being dice over everything <laughs>